There, it's better. <laughs> I'm playing with the lights. I'm in a black hole over here ever since I moved my studio. And yes, we're live. Um, I don't, by the uh, so our guest, ladies and gentlemen, is looking at us like, what is going on? This is not a, ra- a, a radio intro. No, no, no. Joke's on her. We butcher the intro every single morning. This is what happens when you produce your own show. Mm. Here's something. Do a little happy dance and wake me up. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Robert. Oh my gosh. Today's a holiday and we're still doing a show. That's how much I love you guys. Or just how obsessed I am with doing this every morning. What's up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude and I am grumpy. Oh, I mean, we're being heard on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, on Spotify, on Google Play, on iTunes, on TuneIn. Where else? I don't know. I don't. I need a producer. I need a producer, and I need a studio to write all this down for me so I can remember. Jeez, what's up, Facebook? Good morning. <laughs> I learned another way around copyright. Find un, find DJs that don't have the sense to copyright their music. What's up, Tom? <laughs> oh man, what a morning. I'm I'm really, really, really in one of those moods that I have no idea what the heck is going to come out of my mouth. So I thought, hey, it's a holiday. So I woke up at 5 o'clock. I went to bed at 8.30 last night after a wonderful day with my daughter hanging out in L.A. And I get back and I go to bed. I'm just tired. I go to bed at 8.30. And so I wake up at 5, wide awake. And then I, crap, well, if I go to the gym, then I can't go with Lonnie. So... I'm like, well, I'll go back to bed. So I laid there. Then I slept till 7.30. And then I woke up and I go, oh, crap, the rental car. I didn't take the rental car back. And you know what happens when you don't, you're late? When you're late taking a rental car back, they charge you. They charge you a whole other day. And there's no grace period. So I freaked out, ran. So, like, I'm late getting to the show. I'm not prepared. Uh, You know, so we're here. But we made it. I'm really excited about our guest. Like, super excited. Super nice girl. Guys, you're going to have to check this out. So I'm going to read your bio real quick. And again, good morning, Facebook. I, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, the radio audience, thank you guys so much for all of your downloads and for everyone listening live. You can join the conversation over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. And you can see us on Facebook, of course. All right, Sonia. And, and guess what, guys? I actually asked how she pronounces her name. I did this, but I don't know her last name. Vashist? Is it Vashist? It's Vashist. I said it right. All right. (laughs) Sonia founded CodeHer, a nonprofit dedicated to empowering minority populations in 2016 during the summer before her freshman year in high school. Wow. What was I doing in high school? Um, She has presented her work at John Hopkins University and will be traveling to Monaco, Morocco, 
Morocco with her team next year to initiate a program there. Sonia is a strong proponent of equality and believes that all people, no matter their race, gender, or background, deserve equal opportunities. Through Code Her, she has been able to inspire the next generation of technologists and build confidence in young girls everywhere. In the future, she is she aspires to pursue a career in social entrepreneurship, particularly at the nexus of technology, humanity, and business. She is passionate about using the business and technology to change the world. Wow. She's I'm 39 and I haven't accomplished this much. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Sonia. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Well, Good morning. You- you got to see what happens behind the scenes when everything's a cluster F. And uh, <laughs> so welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to have you. And we finally got it all figured out. Um, first things first, Sonia, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful to be alive in this point in time where so many exciting things are going on and to have so many opportunities to change the world and truly make a difference. And I think Right now, the 21st century, is so many exciting things are going on. And the fact that we're all able to live right now and, you know, experience all these cool things, see how technology is changing is really a blessing. That's so, okay, I want to know about the exciting things going on in just a second. But good morning, Tia, Bonnie, Tom, Robert. Thank you guys so much for joining the show today. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, we have an amazing guest today. I'm just, again, really excited out by her because anyone who's decided – this early on in the game that they want to change the world inspires the heck out of me. Good morning, Juliana. Good to see you. Um, so tell me, well, you said you mentioned exciting things going on. What exciting is going on right now? I mean, where to start? I mean, so many things are happening. One, with kind of the rights being given and the rights of people around the world changing and how third world countries aren't looked at third world countries anymore. And even no. within them, like – in movements are taking place, protests, like people are rising up. And then if you look at just how technology has transformed the way that we look at ourselves and the way we look at the world, I think the most exciting thing that I look at right now is what SpaceX is doing, what Elon Musk is doing, and the way that he's kind of fast forwarding everything that we thought was possible in just like 10 years. And he's like, this is going to happen. and This is going to happen. And we're really able to like broaden our perspective of, you know, where we are and what we can do. And I think that's really empowering. Like, there's no limits anymore to what we can get done as humans. I'm just waiting for the chip in my head. (laughs) Right? I I, I don't know. Well, what is it? The brain mesh that he has where you inject it in the back of your head and you have this mesh that goes over your skull. Have you heard about this? I have. And I think it's crazy. Like, I don't think it's possible. The thing is, like, it's going to be a reality one day. And that's just crazy to think about. Like, there's no longer going to be kind of a distinction between humans and technology because eventually we're all going to be like one. I think that's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. And I don't even know how I feel about that. I Like, there's the whole moral aspect of it. And that is that could put it in question at the same time. Uh, that sounds awesome to you. Sounds fun. That I, I want Memorial Day events. I'm working all day. I'm raising money for that non- nonprofit, but we're not going to talk about that because I know you're raising money too. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how I feel about that because it's like, I don't know. Is that merging with the beast? Because technically, like some people say AI is actually the beast. And if you look at what they can do with AI, 
it's very godlike in a way, which is terrifying. But at the same time, it's freaking awesome. So I get the moral dilemma. And also the whole idea of do we really are we are, are, is this merging with machine what's right or is it what's necessary to keep up with technology? And I think the thing is that we can't, yeah, and we can't like stop technology from evolving. So the only thing is to kind of figure out like how can we keep on progressing by also like making it safe for us and mm-hmm. making sure that we don't create technology that's going to be more dangerous than what we can control. I, yeah, and I, I gotta I gotta think too because I I honestly I think that if I ever break up with my girlfriend, I'm just going to marry a robot. I, <laughs> I mean, that's a possibility. I I definitely. Well, listen, I, I can go off on that tangent. I don't know why. I get real excited about the conversation about the blockchain and uh, 5G technology, the Internet of Everything, AI. Like, it's so insanely scary, awesome. Oh, my gosh, I want to be on the forefront of this because I want to be around to see all of it. Like, I really do. I want to be able to hit a button and teleport, you know, to Boston like have I, you, are, yeah. Go ahead. Have you seen like Elon Musk proposition that like if you want to go from let's say like the United States to China, like they'll build a rocket that's going to take you up to space and then you're going to go down and like it's going to like make flight time like half of it's going to be so fast and you're actually going to like go to space to go to another continent. I mean that's crazy. And and if that's the case, doesn't it make sense for everyone to get along? Like. I think we've all started to figure out and it started with your generation and it's really helped wake up like my generation and the older generation. And if they haven't woken up to it yet, you're way behind the fact that this we're not so different. Exactly. Yeah. People of India, the people that in in Europe, the people that in, in Australia, New Zealand, the people that we don't even have never even met yet or talked to, like we're starting to realize that, wait a second, the Russians are not, they're good people too. What, I, like, wait, we're, how about this? We're all God's children. And, and like, we're all the same. We just grew up, you know, in, in different areas of the world, but now we're getting to connect and we're getting, we have the opportunity to share ideas and to realize that maybe we shouldn't be bombing the hell out of all these countries. Boy, I'm going down a path. I better stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to reverse course here. I want to know what in the heck? Yeah, because I, boy, I almost went down the wormhole, and I, see, I, <laughs> that was, I was like, you might want to stop there. I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna stop there. Um, sorry, radio audience, I almost went, I went, almost went night show on you. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I told this is what happens when I don't do my morning routine. I get a little crazy. So, <laughs> Sonia, what in the heck? Like, code her. You, you, before you even graduated high school, you started this organization. What led you to, what inspired you to do this? I'm actually still in high school. I'm like, um, Wait, I'm 15 what? years old. You're what? You're how old? 15. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're not the youngest person that's ever been on the show, but that kind of, wow, you're way more mature than I am. Okay. You're 15. Yeah. You have a nonprofit. So what inspired you to do this? Oh, my gosh. I, I was just, like, thinking about it. Um, when I was, like, one of my friends, um, he, like, died in a car accident when he was 16 years old. And that kind of, like, woke me up. I'm like, we all have such a limited time here. And really, we don't truly know when our lives is going to end. So you have to, like, make sure 
that like a lot of people like when we think of procrastination it's like oh i'm not doing this thing not doing that thing but really like procrastination is like what is that one big thing that you're holding off on that you think you can get done later and what i realized is like if i want to do this eventually why not start now and especially in today's day and age like young people are doing great things like i don't have to wait until i'm an adult to start a nonprofit and kind of target the issues that i care about like i just like I'm just gonna start right now and I'm gonna see what I can get done. And I kind of use my perspective and kind of like it's unique, you know, having like a teenager helping other kids and minority populations. I'm like, I'm gonna use my perspective and insight to kind of make a change with what I have. But the ripple effect of what you can do, because I don't I don't care what age you are, when you see somebody else giving back, you know, typically it, it, it's you know like it, it motivates you no matter who it is. Like when you see Bill Gates give away billions of dollars, it goes, well, you know what? I want to give away. I, I want to give. Or you see exactly. celebrities or you see your, the, your next door neighbor, they're giving, they're passionate about giving. It inspires you to do something. When you're freaking 15 and you're in the school and people are seeing what you're doing on the global stage already, that's got to inspire people to go, well, gosh, dang it. If she's doing it, I need to also like, I love this because in, in this, with this, this ripple effect, this is what changes the world. This is why I'm so passionate about mentoring. And I believe in mentoring and because if you can shape the minds of the youth to do what's necessary to make the world a better place, dadgummit, they're going to do it because they have the energy to do it. The way that you guys utilize social media it's so much better than we do. And in the way that you do that, it causes such a powerful, powerful ripple effect. I commend you for doing this. I'm so, I'm inspired by you. So how, like, okay. So when you're going to raise money, what is the biggest challenge that you, that you're faced with? Because you have all the, you have everything that a legitimate nonprofit needs. What is it like? What is the biggest challenge that you have? I think the biggest challenge is making, business owners and making corporations kind of take us seriously, even though we're a female run nonprofit, but kind of showing that, yes, we are younger, but that doesn't mean that we can't be held accountable. And that doesn't mean that we won't make, you know, the best use of our resources that you give us. So when we're kind of going, going to meetings, kind of pitching our ideas, pitching our proposal, I think like our biggest challenge was when we're talking with universities in Morocco especially since that's like a male dominated kind of an older men run country. And we were a bunch of high school teenagers from America. And there's obviously a lot of stereotypes behind that. And we were like, yes, we want to come here and we want to help Moroccan orphan girls. And we want to help the university kind of make a scalable program. And they're kind of looking at us like they're like 15 years old. What are they going to do here? And they were kind of scared, intimidated, but it's kind of like showing that, maturity and insight it doesn't necessarily come with age but it's something that you know even like a 10 year old can have it and you don't have to be 30 and an adult to change the world but like anyone can do it and we're out here and we're trying to do that so yeah you are a rock star (laughs) i yeah and another and that's funny too because when you tell a 15 year old they can't do something what do they do they do it anyways i'm right they do oh sorry pardon pardon my mouth oh (laughs) that wow so okay so why morocco it's kind of when we were looking at different places we want to do we definitely wanted to spread you know internationally 
But then we were looking at, okay, so when we're looking at third world countries, which country has like the biggest potential to, Mm -hmm. you know, make a change? And then we were looking at Africa specifically and that part of Northern Africa, like Morocco has great potential in the technology sector. And if we can get young girls involved in that right now, it can truly kind of change the way that people look at Africa. Because right now there's a lot of, you know, different things surrounding Africa and a lot of people don't think there's a lot of potential. But with the technology sector and we can get women in technical fields, in computer science, get them to be leaders, it can kind of change the way that they're treated, not only there, but, you know, in other parts of the world. Well, and there's a misnomer too about Africa being just this war-torn, the entire country being war-torn, and it's exactly. not. It's, it's actually... There is a ton of technology jobs uh, happening there. And also the entrepreneur scene is huge. And that's something too, like we see all this crap on the news, which I, I avoid like the plague, but we see all this stuff on the news. that's very, very misleading. I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you said it at the very, very beginning that I think we need to go back and revisit that is the, the third, what used to be third world countries that's starting to go away. Like they have a strong middle class because of all the jobs that have gone over that they have developed. They've spent their money wisely. They don't spend hundreds of billions of dollars on war machines. Just saying. Um, and I and I just it, it's time to stop. Like I, I I hate to take it back there, but it's time. And and the proof of it is seeing the rise of third world countries become everything that America used to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something that we get to examine as a country going, what are, what's the point of all this, you know? And, and so, and, and now with all of these jobs starting to rise, it's making the world to me safer and it's making it a place that's more desirable. I mean, to me traveling now, I'm more geeked out by traveling now just because I'm seeing what's being developed all over the world. It's, it's, it's awesome. Exactly. Like the news will only highlight, you know, the scary things to scare everyone out. But when we're doing research on, you know, how safe Morocco was, we're looking at like the most dangerous countries like United States was like, uh, like Baltimore actually was like more dangerous than cities in Morocco. So like people are like, oh, my God, no, that's so scary. The Middle East is so scary. But like even with like the shootings happening and everything happening here, like America is like if you compare it to other parts, like other places aren't that dangerous. And we shouldn't have like all this stigma around like third world countries, which aren't really third world anymore. Right. So what in, this is probably a silly question, but like, what, what inspire, like what inspires you? Like what is, what is the root of what inspires you? What inspires me is knowing that I have the potential to create a platform that will inspire change. And knowing that every day, like I have, like the capabilities of really helping those that don't have the same opportunities that I have. And whenever like we go back in India and I like see like, I could have easily been one of these kids on the street begging for money, but I'm not. And I'm so privileged to be here right now. And knowing that like the problems I have aren't real problems and there are people out there really, you know, like obviously like we get sad over like small things out here, but there are people in other parts of the world that really face, difficult problems with their lives and we have the opportunity to change that so like i have this platform on my hands and i'm thinking i'm going to use it i i would say that you are 
So who who are some of the biggest influences in your life? Like, who do you go to for inspiration? Okay, so I go, it's Elon Musk's vision is something that's always kind of been in my mind. He's, like, made the impossible possible. He's really changed the way that, like, what we see, you know, capable of our, like, lives, like, what we can get done. And then I think Oprah's execution of her words and the way that, her, she's used her platform to kind of inspire change. And I think also Cheryl Sandberg, I think what she's done, kind of inspired with Lean In, she's what done with Facebook, kind of showing that this is the next generation of female leaders is also really inspiring. What is your take on the Me Too movement? I think that's something that I feel like should have started a long time ago, but I'm so glad that we have this now and that social media's allow this great spread like no people used to be scared especially women to kind of like speak out about these kind of things but now once we have this like large group of women coming together and showing you know they're not alone and that there are other people out there i think that's like truly remarkable and just showing that what technology can do in today's day and age mind blown um so what do you see yourself? Wait, so you're 15. So where do you see yourself when you're 30? I'm 30. Um, I know this can kind of sound really crazy, but um, I want to be on Mars. And I'm like really interested in the privatization of space exploration. So instead of, you know, having the government fund space, stuff like that, getting private companies involved, because wow. I think just the idea of humans being like an interplanetary species is just mind-blowing it's something that's possible and i mean it's been so long since we were even on the moon like we need to get back out there and we're only going to survive this long on earth but if i can get you know ahead of the game and i can be like yeah like we can get people involved in kind of exploring the space exploring you know the universe i think that'd be really cool i think that is just <laughs> fascinating i want to go to the moon too i like I've, I, I want to go just to know that we're not already there. <laughs> it's like there's that part of me that goes, maybe we're already there, and like we're doing some military stuff up there. And but that's from watching YouTube videos late at night. That I come up with ideas like that. So that's a whole other story. So are you going to write a book? Are you going to are you going to speak from stages? Because your your command of of words is really really impressive. At 15, I was a stuttering, bumbling idiot, and now. And like listening to you speak so confidently with power uh, and grace, are you gonna? Are you going to speak from stages? Are you gonna write a book? What do you what, like? What else are you gonna do? Because you're I already think, changing the world. I think before you know the whole like Mars thing, space exploration. I want to go into either nonprofit management or a private company that has a really powerful mission. And I definitely want to go around the world, travel speak, do TED Talks, and kind of maybe maybe write a book too. But I think just the power of someone's voice and to have an audience in front of you and for your words to inspire that change and you can see their faces lighting up. I think that's, you know, the best feeling in the world. And when I've been like presenting like out here in Maryland, just to see that like my words can kind of get their minds thinking and kind of change that, I think that's like one of the best feelings. Melody, are you still watching she called me Jason. I don't know why she did that. Melody, are you still watching? Um, I want to connect you with Melody because Melody 
is one of the most powerful women I know. She just graced the stage with Michelle Obama and she's like a game changer in this world. She's, she's, I think she's probably a little bit younger than me, but she is somebody that may be able to help you in a big way. She lives in Florida with her. Yeah. But she's making change. She just came out with an amazing book. Um, she is somebody that is seriously changing the world. And I think that uh, she's somebody that could help you. So if she's not still li- listening or watching, um, I'll make sure to connect you to because th- be that would be powerful, powerful. Um, all right. So what is so going to Mars? How do you top that? There's not even a freaking question I can ask you after Mars. Like, what do you want <laughs> like, to do on Mars when you're there? I think kind of... One is to, I think just the idea of space puts your whole life in perspective. And just when I like research about it, I just like understand that like how small we are and the vastness of the universe, it just puts everything in perspective. And once on Mars kind of, I mean, I'd love to like kind of work with SpaceX, talk with Elon Musk and kind of see like, how can we actually build like a colonization there? And I know whenever like I talk about this, especially with my parents and people, they're like, oh, my God, you're crazy. Like, you're not actually going to go there. Um, but I think that it's possible. And with everything going around on Earth, like, obviously, it's important that we tackle the issues here. But it's inevitable that like life here is very limited. But if we can really be an interplanetary species and we can start exploring like that will change what humankind is like that. will. I mean, I think that's like the forest that we can like I can think about right now like really like being in space and having humans traveling farther than just the planet so what is dating like for a 15 year old that is going to change the world I mean I, I'm I have my my 18 year olds here and I'm she just got here from Oklahoma and I'm like I went to Venice Beach with her yesterday and and I just watching all of the people gawk like Google or Gaga whatever the heck it is after her <laughs> and and try to talk to her and I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. I don't like this very much, <laughs> but like, I'm trying to get some kind of understanding of what it's like for teenagers to date now. Like are you're 15. You shouldn't be dating. Oh, but that's no. be... Go I ahead. Think, like, really technology has changed like the whole dating landscape and what a 15 year old considers dating or a high school person is very different than what an adult does. But I think one of like the saddest things that I think that's happening is that like, it's all becoming like more like through social media, through digital stuff. There's a lot less like in-person communication. There's a lot more offline. So mm-hmm. I think that's like when I'm like seeing people around me kind of like there's a real lack of like, you know, human connection that's going on because, you know, using like texting someone or using Snapchat and stuff is like completely different than talking to them in real life. Yeah, I don't but get sense. <laughs> <laughs> No, what were you going to say? I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, that was about it. But that's kind of like the whole dating landscape's completely changing now. Yeah. I think we should go to arranged marriages, personally. <laughs> I I heard about that process, and I'm like, yeah, that actually makes sense right now, because God knows the way that we're picking based off of social media is not going to work. That's why I said at the beginning of the show, like, if, if my girlfriend and I, are, we've been together for almost five years, if we break up, I'm getting a robot. Like, that's it. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I know I'm gonna be far better off after that. Um, I've got my work cut out for me. The person say, "You've got your work cut out for you, Joshua. This is certain good thing." <laughs> I know, I know. You, got, my daughter is yeah. You, you keep your mouth shut. Anyway, 
Um, listen, Sonia, you are an inspiration. Um, I, I'm just absolutely blown away. What I need you to do, cause I know you guys are raising money, um, for your, for your, 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 your foundation. If you would like to put that link in, I know yeah. some people would love to support you. And as this gets shared throughout, you know, cause at, throughout the day and over the next, over this week, as this video keeps getting shared from people, hint, um, the, um, you know, more people will have the opportunity to see it and to contribute to what you're up to, because I think you are an inspiration. Um, everything that you're doing is, is so powerful and it's inspiring me. And, you know, I'm somebody, I have a global minded mission. I, I, there's, there's for me, um, you know, it's kind of in line with what you're doing in the sense of, you know, I want to bring people out of the shadows. I, I want, I want to be a voice for the voiceless and I want to work with the populations that a lot of people just ignore, act like don't exist. Or that yeah. I want to have the conversations that people are afraid to have. And even in the foster care system, there's a lot of things that happen that people don't want to talk about. And it's a travesty. And um, I support you. You are definitely somebody I'm going to be keeping in my prayers um, and definitely somebody I'm going to be rooting for uh, for a lifetime. So I would love um, for you to stay in touch and let us know what you're up to. And if there's anything that we can do to support you in your journey, uh, please let us know because it is, um, you're inspiring. I mean, you belong on TV, you belong New York Times bestselling author. Uh, you belong to have your, your, your mansion on Mars or whatever, you, whatever they build up there. I mean, I'm just, I'm really, I'm inspired by you. And, and, and I think that you are a, a true example of what a quality human is and, and, and you're proof that it's never, it, you're, you're not, you're not too young to, to, to start taking a step towards your purpose and to start making a difference and start using your gifts on behalf of other people. And you're truly doing that at 15. So God bless you. You're amazing. Um, so for coming on the show today, I'm going to give you a giraffe. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? So I feel well, like you're going to ship it over here. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to deliver the draft to your house, yes. Okay, you know, it's a baby one, a big one. Oh, it's a baby. It's cute. So you get to okay. nurture it and all that stuff. Um, Maybe I don't have, like, the proper resources. Can I, like, I can't give it away. No, and you can't sell it. Can't sell it. Okay. So I just have, okay, Um, how about... I'll invite someone over and they can take care of it for me. I can get someone from Morocco and she can come over and she can have a giraffe in my backyard. That works. I, yeah. I can live with that. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're a blessing. Bye-bye. Wow. Boy, I don't even want to tell you what I was doing at 15. Man, I was an honorary little fart. Oh, my God. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, kudos to her family. I should have asked her about her family. That would have been a good question. I should have done that. What a what an inspiration. I I gotta tell you, I really hope she gets the big platform because I think what she can do for the world is is some, is just the ripple effects for what she can create could go on and on and on and on. So the bigger platform that she gets, uh, the better. I, I just think that's amazing. I, God bless. 
Uh, guys, please, uh, please share the video. I'd like to get her message out. I'd like for somebody to see her that can help her get to where she wants to go, including Mars. Um, get her in front of Elon Musk. Like, what an what an inspiration. Yeah, it's funny, Charles. The hardest question that she had the whole time was the draft question, which is usually the one that throws everybody off because it's completely different than every other question. Anyway, she doesn't like giraffes, I take it. I, I don't know what to say about that. But what an inspiration. What a godsend um, she is. So I'm totally rooting for her. And um, I, I would like to see her make it to Mars. That would be cool. And I, you know, in 10 years when that happens, I'd like to go, yeah, she was on my show. And she said she was going to Mars and then she did it. Freaking cool is that? All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for your comments. Um, God bless you guys. I, uh, I'm just very, very grateful for you and appreciate you. So iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Thank you guys. Facebook, YouTube, God bless. Have a nice day. Happy Memorial Day. Oh, one thing. Today, there's no excuse. It's a holiday. So I want you to reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while and tell them you love them. Tell them that you're grateful for them. And if you need to make amends with somebody, don't wait. Do it now. Life is too short to hold resentments. You know, sometimes that phone, that apology, that I love you is exactly what that person needed to hear to get them through the day. So life is too short to hold resentments. Life is too short to not be grateful. And God bless you guys.